0: And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Osiris.
1: This is Undermine Presents We've Got a Band, the podcast where fish fans talk to fish fans who have their own fans. I'm your host, James Dell.
2: And I'm Gabrielle Bluestone. And this week, we're bringing you some breaking news. Our guests this week are MSNBC's Katie Turr and Punchbowl co-founder, Jake Sherman. And together, they have created some of the most overt fish references you will ever see on broadcast television.
1: We'll be talking with them about balancing family life and fandom. The secret cabal of journalists and media professionals who email each other every time a new tour announcement drops called JournoFish and even the reaction to the first time that Katie started spouting lyrics during her year-end sign-off of MSNBC. This is episode four of Undermine Presents, We've Got a Band.
2: Sponsored by Section 119. Hey guys, and welcome to We've Got a Band, the show about fish fans who have fans. (laughs) So let's talk about fish. Uh, how did you guys both get into the band?
3: Well, um, I will go first. Uh, how did I get into the band? That's a really good question. Um, as you know, I was a, I was just a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed college student who liked uh, who liked the Dave Matthews Band. No, I'm kidding. I um, had I started listening. My first fish show was in 04, Um and I, I feel lucky because. When you and I met in college, when you were an idealistic young college newspaper reporter, um, fish was not together. Um, fish was broken up for the entirety of my college experience, which is actually quite useful because if it wasn't, if fish was not broken up during that time period, I would have been traveling the country. And failing even more than I did otherwise in college, so I I, I thank Fish for 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 breaking up from from 2004 to 2009, so I could complete my college education without much of a hiccup. Um, That's how I got into them. But I grew up a deadhead; like I grew up with a father who was a deadhead and actually loved fish. Um, uh, So I was, you know, born into this lifestyle.
4: Let's see me. I had a crush on a boy in high school who really liked fish, and I at first was like, all right, I guess I'll listen to this band uh, with you in your car just so I can hang out with you. Um, (laughs) And then, uh, I don't know, we we had a little bit of marijuana, (laughs) got me into the band a little more. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh,
4: and uh, by the time I went to college in 2001, I was uh, made fun of by the emo kids for being the dirty hippie, as they called me. And I went to my, but I didn't go to my first show until 2003. Um, weirdly, I don't, I don't know why. I, maybe I was just, who the fuck knows? I I, only, I went in 2003. It was a um, Valentine's Day show with my college boyfriend. And um, I got to tell you, I don't remember anything of it. Other than I loved it, uh, and I I was hooked ever since. But then they broke up, like right after that. And I moved to New York. I got into news, and like kind of it dropped off my radar because news people are like dorky in a different way, um, and nobody listened. To but me.
3: we've brought we've brought the good dork to news.
4: I know, and then I and then like I met Jake, <laughs> and we bonded, and here we are.
3: Hold on, but that show, Katie, as I just look it up, was actually a very significant fish show. Um, it was at it was in at the Great Western Forum, yeah. and that was the day or the week that Fish was on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine.
4: I and, and I had I bought that magazine. I was thrilled and, by it. Thrilled. I like Google, like everything I could find out about Fish. But this is 2003 when the Google machine wasn't that powerful, and I fi- would try to find right. like copies of stuff online. And I just, I I felt like I was coming up short. I didn't have enough, I didn't have a Jake Sherman in my life who was good at the, you know, getting in the weeds and doing the research. But
3: that was the, that was, they played the cover of Rolling Stone for the first time uh, in the first set. I, that is like a, um, that's a significant, that is a significant show. That's a significant work of art.
4: The reason I love the the Fish uh, app, the Live Fish app, is that I, I was able to go back and find my first show and and play it for myself now as a as an old lady with kids, and I, I just it was awesome. It was awesome.
1: Not not that you remember much of anything.
4: Not that I remember anything <laughs> of it. But I remember, I remember glow sticks and people doing this.
2: <laughs> that was that was the thing that stuck out to me about my first show also, which was at Meriwether, um, their first reunion show back. I was like, they all know when to throw the glow sticks during Tweezer. Like, what is this scene? <laughs> Uh, but my guys,
4: husband likes the most is when they, he's like, How do they know to do
2: it? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys track your shows? Do you have like all your, every, the fish.net? I,
3: I did for a long time and then I forgot my password and I didn't reset it. And <laughs> I just was like, I don't need to know how many shows I've been to, but I've been to too, way too many. Um, you've probably been to as men, not as many as me because I'm older than you, but you've probably been to, you've, you've been, more, you've been going more consistently than I have over the last decade, I would say.
2: Well, I'm a 3.0 or 2.0. I have a lot of time to make up for.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Katie, you don't track your shows, do you?
4: No, I, I, I I'm so disorganized in my entire life.
3: <laughs> 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 yeah, but like I... I kind of, you know, I used to buy posters for every show and then they just ended up like in a box or in a tube in my, no pun intended, in my basement. And I was just like, although I just, you know, I just got a couple really good posters framed. The Trey solo show at a synagogue in D.C. I just got that framed. I got a, a San Francisco one framed. I have the poster of the show that we were at together in San Francisco, San Francisco, outside lands, uh, outside lands in 2012, maybe 2011, um, which was a fun, but weird, but weird kind of vibe. But that was a, that was a fun, that was a fun show. I
2: think that did, might have been my second fish show ever.
0: Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about one of our great partners, DistroKid. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keeping 100% of their royalties and earnings. If you're a musician and looking to get your music out there, DistroKid is the way to go. DistroKid is available for iOS and Android and is now available in Apple's App Store and the Google Play Store. More than a million artists rely on DistroKid to get their music onto Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, Instagram, and all other major streaming services. And with DistroKid, you can upload new releases, see your financial progress, get notified when you've earned royalties, withdraw money from the app, view and share links, check your streaming stats, and a whole lot more. DistroKid has more features than any other music distributor. Check them out today. Go to distrokid.com, that's distrokid with a capital K, dot com slash VIP slash undermine for a special offer only for our listeners. That's DistroKid, capital K, dot com slash VIP slash undermine. Thanks, DistroKid.
1: Did, did either of you guys ever, I, I imagine like because of when you were going to college, and I, I think Gabby and I fall into this too, like it was easy to miss fish because there was no fish in those years, really. They, they kind of stopped touring in, in the time when you should have been following them around. Have you ever been able to go to like a bunch of shows in a row? And, like, do the tour thing and all? Yes. Oh, Jake's, Jake's yes. saying yes. Yes. Katie's saying no. Yes. Yeah, in a big way. Um, In, like,
3: 20... When was the, the really good first Bethel show? 2011, I think. I saw, like... I'm going to make up something of the order of, like... I never did, like, a tour tour. But, like, I would go out and do, like, you know, two or three stops. Like, I did... I did the Deer Creek Alpine Valley run, you know, like those four shows I did Bethel. I did like Raleigh Portsmouth. I did, um, I did a bunch of those kinds of things, but, um, uh, uh you know, back to the college thing, like in that, that was the day of the days of like LimeWire and like whatever mm-hmm. those sharing things was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there, and there was this dude who I knew actually before college um, by the name of Mike gross, who I would, I actually liked the guy. I've lost touch with him. Um, he was a nice guy, Mike gross. And he had like all of the 04 shows, which were so depressing to listen to, but <laughs> I, st- I still, they had their bright moments. I, but I don't go back and listen to that that year too much. But, um, and I downloaded all of them, uh, in Thurston hall, which is the freshman dorm, at the George Washington University, where I live, Gabby, did you
2: live in Thurston? I was I was a Thurston resident. Yeah, I lived in a were... six person room, which was the worst room you could get in Thurston.
3: Um, and, One person uh, had to sleep in
2: a closet.
3: That's okay. We all lived. Um, <laughs> uh, and I downloaded a bunch of those shows back in the the, the heady days of LimeWire or whatever it was.
0: That was
2: after. also when colleges would go after kids for downloading. Like you would get.
1: Oh yeah, you'd get like a letter from from the dean or something being like we noticed yeah. you've used a lot of data to download a lot of bullshit here yeah I got a couple of those
2: so the uh, backstory to this also is that uh, Jake and I went to college together he was my college editor um, so you kind of got me into journalism and fish he would play fish nonstop at the newspaper and it kind of after a while you just stopped fighting it and you let it in
3: I was um, I yeah it was uh, I was trying to teach the children. Well,
1: <laughs> speaking of teaching the children, well, uh, Katie, you mentioned you have two kids now. I, I know, I think you just had one fairly recently, so probably not fish aged yet. But,
4: it's, she's, she's okay. He's going to college next year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
4: no, but my my son likes. Uh, um, oh God, he likes Wilson. Yeah. Hey, Wilson, uh, he likes to run, like, uh, run like an uh, analogue out of control. My older kids, I like got two stepkids, like um, your hands and feet are mangoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get them into some of it. I get, the, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Teddy loves contact. He loves contact. He
0: <laughs> loves contact.
4: He says, play the tires I, on the road song. And he just he I, thinks it's the best. He loves it.
3: I took my son to my his first concert this year. Actually, I took him to Bob Weir and the Wolf Bros at Kennedy Center, which happens to be like fifteen minutes not even fifteen minutes from my house. Um, and he was like, I "Guess it's kind of a weird show to take a kid to for the first his first show." But like, I, I will take him to fish this summer if they're if they're at Meriwether again. But like, it needs to be a situation in which someone who is with me. It like take could take him out could leave if if he doesn't like he's
1: not gonna he's not gonna want to be there for the whole show. You, um, you're not willing to take your own child mm, out of the show. <laughs> You'd rather not willing send to, him away.
3: <laughs> I, I would not. I would not. Yeah, I would not bring him. I would not let. It, yeah, I would not like leave in the middle of the show. So we need to find <laughs> a an escape hatch situation. Although he does have a poster, a fish poster in his room. From Raleigh, 2011, um, at Walnut—the the venue no, you, that formerly was known as Walnut Creek—I believe
4: he wasn't even alive.
3: No, but I just kind of <laughs> like when he was born, it just kind of like fit his the vibe of his room, and I just stayed there. I don't know. It's just—it's just like I mean, he is, his name is Ryder, and he is nominally named after the song "I Know You Rider," uh, not by Fish, by the Grateful Dead. Irene
4: agree with this.
3: It, she, yeah, she knows it's it's yeah. in, it was yeah. in the mix. I guess. Um, <laughs> Did she know um, why it was in the mix? But this morning, actually, he asked me on the way to to school if if I would play the song because when we when I turned my when I got in my car this morning, um, my middle daughter's name is Josie, and there's a Steely Dan song called Josie, um, which is like whatever. But he was like, "No, nah, I want the song with is my name," and I was like, "Okay."
2: Do you guys think of fish? like, is that something that you want to share with your kids, or is it kind of your thing that you want to keep separate? I'm happy to share it.
4: I mean, I, I play it in the car. Whenever we go on drive somewhere, somewhere, long stretches, I'll play it. And, you know, so I'm forcing it on them. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they're still so young. I mean, there's going to be so much time before they can participate in it. And by the time they probably can, they're going to think I'm the most annoying dorky person in the world and probably won't like it. It won't be until they're much older. Will they appreciate it? Like I hated my mom, my mother loved country music. I mean, it drove me nuts. She loved country music like Mary Chapin Carpenter. Um, uh, who's the other guy that sings a song that everyone knows?
3: Oh, that's, that's, that oh, that really <laughs> Anyway, she
4: loves country music. I, I'm, I'm, blanking on the guy um and now my husband loves country music and and i i gotta say i kind of love it also so it it took some time so maybe when they're my age they'll marry somebody who loves fish and they'll be listening to in their kitchen and and trying to indoctrinate my grandchildren
3: yeah i think my kids are just going to grow up around it like it's not really kind of a they don't really have much of an option i mean i don't (laughs) care if they like it or not um (laughs) but like they are going to grow up around it because I listen to it all the time. Um, but I mean, I listen to Garth Brooks. do a lot. Garth, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Yeah. Oh, him. I didn't mean nothing. Only Brooks. like the biggest, reco- only the biggest recording artist in the last like 50 years. Um, I don't know about uh, you,
4: but like I, I ever since I had kids and I do this job, I have no memory for anything whatsoever. It's like, it's like I got a lobotomy and my, I think just like entire swaths of, of, time and information and knowledge are just blanked from my brain.
1: We'll, we'll blame that on the 2004 marijuana and. It's <laughs>
4: 2000, 2003. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm old 20 years already. ago. You're all, you're all babies.
1: <laughs> True. Uh, Katie, I feel like I heard in an interview, uh, speak, we're, we're talking about families, uh, was it true that your spouse had never been to any concert before, and so his first show was Fish?
4: Yes, he says it might. He might have gone to, like, a Wu Tang Clan or a Rusted Root concert. I think he went to a Rusted Root concert once, and but like he's he will say that the first like proper concert that he ever went to was a Fish show with me in I think it was 2017. And,
3: I, I, and also and also me.
4: And, and the and it was like I had to convince him because he's like, this is not my thing. But at that point, he was still very much in love with me.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, the best the best story was the best story was we were uh, at MSG for Soundcheck. And, oh um, and, and we were talking. We were talking about like, what was that? I don't, somehow we, we got talking.
4: talking we were about with game,
3: Trey. about about gamehenge and <laughs> um, and he said something like Tony Katie's husband said something like what's, what's gamehenge yeah, and, and and Trey was like it's like a fugue I wrote <laughs> and I was like <laughs> and I was like it's quite the understatement um, we're at this backstage
4: the- room and he was talking to this lady and uh, he's like so why are you here and she's like I'm Mike's brother and he's like who's Mike
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. Keep him
4: humble. He he maintains. He's that come. He's come it because Trey probably talks to everybody who thinks they know everything about everything, and he gave him an opportunity to to explain something anew. Mm-hmm.
3: So, but he's come to he's come to um, appreciate the, now. Yeah, but who he's come to it? appreciate. Yeah, he's come to appreciate it for what it is.
4: He has a, he has a really good time and he will say that we people ask him about it he says the music uh, you know outside of the concert whatever but the concert itself he has he has a great time
3: yeah I mean because we usually go to New Year's Eve together Katie and I our spouses and um, it's a party
4: okay. <laughs> so it's not
3: like an, it's yeah. not like hard to to have a um, it's not hard to have a good time, at if, even By if you the don't By the way, fish.
4: you're going to meet my brother for this New Year's Eve run. and uh, you think Isn't he a doctor? He's a doctor, but like dirty hippies. My brother is like a real dirty hippie.
1: <laughs> who, nice. Who, who did it first? Did you turn him into a dirty hippie or did he turn you into a dirty hippie? I
4: two years younger and I believe we, we made the transition at the same time. But he still wears the tie-dye shirts with the turtles on him, and he's got the longer hair and like the painted fingernails. He's very much like he is a respectable doctor of psychiatry <laughs> and hospital medicine. And a very smart, outstanding human, but also a dirty hippie.
1: <laughs> he really commit to the bit.
4: <laughs> he does. He does.
1: Yeah, one of uh, Gabby and I's first one of our first shows together. I don't know if it was our first one, but. I, uh, it was night 13 of the Baker's Dozen, and a group of us had kind of – it was killer. I mean, I, Wait, what, I still
4: – Which which donut was that? I might have been there.
1: Um, that was the On the Road Again show. Let me look. That was On the Road Again, yeah.
4: I went to Boston Cream. I think Lemon.
1: Lemon, lemon pop- was, was a couple nights one? before. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Lemon – and it wasn't Boston Cream. I'll tell you, Cream, I'm, I'm pulling it up right Boston now. Boston Cream they were drink
4: because they played Boston and Cream. They matched. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was together.
3: pink glaze and rainbow sprinkles were given to oh, fans. God, that, was not, that was not the one I wanted.
4: I love that I remember those concerts through the donuts. I'm sorry, I interrupted <laughs> your story. Go on. No,
1: it's fine. I was, all I was going to say is that what, what I had never done before for a fish show, which I assume you guys have done before, uh, is for night thirteen. Gabby and I and a whole bunch of you know twenty friends. We got a suite, and we've so never we were, done that. You've I've never ever. done this. Oh my! Oh, you did. You, you did. You did that. Yes, I remember I,
4: that. I, I, I know a guy who has access to a suite, and so every run, he invites me.
1: It's so a game changer.
2: I, I, I'm torn on this. I love the like the ease and convenience of a suite, but I don't love how removed from everything you are. Like I it's very hard to You're marty. not at
1: the show. You're not, oh, yeah. at, the you're show, not right. at the show. You're not at the show. Yeah, but you have a private bathroom and a private bar. That to Who me cares? is, oh my God, that, oh, uh, it's everything.
2: That's right. what that bad songs are made for. I mean, yes. if I was going with like <laughs>
4: closer friends, um, but I, I end up going and I'm like, I don't know anybody here. And I kind of just like, I feel like I'm, I
1: don't know. Yeah, don't know. Don't the, the people in there like make a
4: difference.
2: I like being in the crowd. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Even when we do the suite, like, I always go down. You like, sneak out. Yeah you, yeah, you
1: wind up at, like, the rail, and we're like, where's Gabby? And we get a text from you. Because <laughs> then you're, 10 like, in ahead. the
2: spirit.
4: You're in the mood. You're, like, elbow to elbow. Like, you just, like, you can move with the crowd. The lights come on you. You, you can get lost in it. You can feel like mm-hmm. you're kind of on stage yourself in those suites because you're so removed and like people are like looking up and they can pick you out in a crowd. I don't know. Well, maybe that's I, I, idea.
1: Guess, well I, well, I, I mean, it's a fair point. I feel like you guys are way more recognizable. So like, is it easy to go get lost in that crowd the way that, you know, you could in the past, or is it something that like, you know, you kind of have to keep in the back of your head, like someone could have a cell phone camera and there you are just like, Hands up in the air. Much more for Katie. Shit, much like... more.
4: What are they gonna get? They're gonna get me dancing like an idiot. Surprise, I dance like <laughs> yeah. an idiot.
3: Much more for Katie than for me. I don't think anyone the only time, the funny thing was, I was at an MSG show, actually with someone <clears throat> excuse me, that that Gabby knows, a college friend of mine, Sam Salkin, and someone came up to me and said, You look like that guy who does fish on MSNBC. Yeah. And Sam Sam said to him, to this person like don't you think he might actually be that guy the show? <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and I was like I, it was like that's the only re- that's I mean I guess that's the only time but we end up sitting kind of you know with each other we I mean, not kind of we sit with each other so I I, I don't think anyone maybe people recognize us but recognize I don't you know. I way.
4: think everyone's there to have a fun time themselves I don't really care about who else is there
3: me either
2: So, um, speaking of the lyrics, how did that start? What was that first moment like? Was there like an excitement when you realized what you were doing? How did it start? I think, did I just like,
3: I think Katie started it. I think
2: I just tried to throw
4: you off one day. I just threw one in there and you were like, Whoa.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And we've kind of, we've kind of, uh, rolled back on it recently, but um, I thought about like you know sometimes the topics we're discussing are quite heavy, and we're like it doesn't make sense to like throw in a fish lyric about like immigration or, or <laughs> like healthcare, <laughs> you know. Well, you did, so, one,
4: you did one the other week. I don't maybe we were talking about Kevin McCarthy, which feels like it's okay to do. I did I yes, my friend, my friend today, which is just a lazy one that I <laughs> kind of dropped on your head. Yeah. Healthcare
2: is the one that I feel like really works. Like that is begging for a down with disease.
4: Oh, I've used
3: "Down with the Z" so, many. so sometimes I'm like standing there, about to go on, and I'm like scrolling through like li- li- like lists of fish songs, trying to think of a lyric <laughs> of it. and it doesn't always it doesn't always work. Um, sometimes
4: I do it while you're speaking. Yeah, you think I'm listening b- to you, but really I'm just scrolling through Fixer to see what
2: I can throw back at you.
3: Yeah, but you're you're more talented at TV because it's your job. But um, <laughs> can
2: we can we issue guys uh, a challenge? Sure. All right. Do you think you can fit "crepuscular"?
3: Yeah, because I would just say it. <laughs> 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 there's, there's,
2: there's, there's gonna be is an art to it.
3: Well, today Katie <laughs> said that Katie opened <laughs> our segment saying we, Congress needs to finish up because we have somewhere to go we need to see fish at MSG, but that's besides the point. And I said, no, that is not besides the point. (laughs) point. (laughs) That is the point that we need to finish for fish.
2: (laughs) All right. Do you guys prefer floor seats? Seats. Seats. Okay. um, Favorite or least favorite song.
3: Hate that question.
2: My favorite song is divided sky.
3: I do. I've been getting down with simple recently. I listened to a great simple this morning from Mike's playlist simple was from great. this year from Riviera Maya, which Katie and I are always at MSG every single year. We're like, we're going to Riviera
1: Maya this year, and then like
3: <laughs> the next morning, we're like, I don't think that's gonna work in our schedule, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe this year I kind of would be interested in that.
4: Maybe.
2: Never say never. I don't. Um, sober show, not sober show. What's your preference? Either way. I've done so I was pregnant
4: in sober shows. I had a blast. Both work. I
2: yeah,
3: I just drink some beers to be honest with you.
4: <laughs> As do I. Hi.
2: Um, okay, favorite venue?
3: Oh, that's a good one.
2: I'm gonna say the forum,
4: because it was my first.
3: Uh, outdoor is um, Alpine Valley. Uh indoors MSG. <clears throat>
2: and Paige side or Mike side? Mike
3: we side? always do Mike side.
2: <laughs> we always do Mike side. Cool. Um, those are our rapid fire questions. Thank you guys so much for coming on and talking with us. Thanks for Thanks, having guys. us. Thanks, guys. This was fun.
0: We've Got a Band is presented by Section 119 and Osiris Media. Created by Gabrielle Bluestone and James Dell. Executive producers are Gabrielle Bluestone, James Dell, RJB, and Matt Dwyer. Edited by RJB. Audio production by Matt Dwyer. Marketing by Nick Sejas and Eric Limarenko. Art by Mark Dowd.
1: Osiris.